Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the final podcast of 2015. And to wrap up what has been a diverse, disappointing... Yes, yeah, diverse and disappointing year of television. <laughs> you were going uh, for a third thing. I was going to go for a third thing, but I, yeah. I couldn't think of a third thing because it has been... Diverse and disappointing. Yeah. No. Domineering. Decorative. <laughs> you went for that choice, Matt. I love I loved the way that Matt's first thought was domineering. Wow. That's a very wow. uh, inside inside look there. Wait till you see what's on this list. <laughs> it's sex box number one again. <laughs> no, Gary, it's not. Because so, uh, it wasn't on this year. Oh, of course. No, it well, wasn't. unless you bought the DVD. Uh, no. Yeah. So, the sex box boxer. Yeah. I would love to buy that DVD. Just because, can you imagine how big the box would be that the DVD was coming? It's not the size uh. of the box, it's what's inside <laughs> No, but that, you know, fans of the aforementioned box of sex, that will be back next year, so that's one thing that may make the 2016 list. Luke, Gary and Matt. Talking telly. On the Custard TV Podcast. So Matt has taken upon himself uh, to compile our top I am 15 shows of the year. Yeah. So how did you compile the well, chart? Well, everybody, everybody, well, these two and myself wrote down a top 10 list. And then from that, I combined the scores of each one. And it's all maths. It's I don't like this maths. Is Matt's charts every year to show he can count. Yes. I've got all Carol on your ass. Yeah. At number 15 on our top of the year list is a programme that all three of us enjoyed but only cropped up on one list. Ooh. It is Cyberbully. Oh, yeah. And I will let Gary uh, lead this one as he was the only one who... Well, yeah, this was a one-off Channel 4 drama um, and it starred Maisie Williams who uh, from Game of Thrones and the recent Doctor Who series. And basically she played a young girl, probably about the age she is, around about 15 to 18, and she was uh, a victim of cyberbullying by a hacker. Uh, she was having an argument or conversation with a friend on WhatsApp and text, and it bled over into Facebook and all these other vi- and video sharing sites. And it was a, a brilliant piece of This drama. one sentence is the most contemporary you've ever sounded. <laughs> I know! <laughs> Check me out, blood. Are we alone now, Casey? I know, it's awful. I sound like a constipated Stephen Hawking. What the fuck? And yes, I can totally hear you too. Now, sit down, Casey. 
What did you do with that photo? Nothing yet. Why did you take them, Casey? Nathan practically begged me to. And it was just that one. Now, now, Casey. Pants on fire. I counted five at least. Nathan? If this is you, I'll tell everyone what you told me your mum did on holiday in Western Supermare. I could have put that in the tweet, but I didn't. Please, Casey. Do you really think Nathan Legg could do this? What are you doing? Flexing my muscles. I hope the BAFTAs recognise her for this, but I doubt they will. Because she was excellent in this. I think it was captivating because it was just one person yeah. on screen for the whole time. And also be, also because as three men in our tees, it shouldn't really appeal to us, this young girl going through trauma that she's caused online. But it was so captivating. It was actually billed as a factual drama, mm. wasn't it? it wasn't yeah. Shall I just uh, drama dropped it? I, I was invited to another screening. Uh, didn't go. That's not got the same name. Yeah, Matt to it, almost it, went really? to another screening, uh, and it was by the Channel Four factual team because uh, this was, as, as Luke said, under factual rather than under drama. Mm. But it was one of the most compelling dramas of the year, in my opinion. At number fourteen. Number fourteen on is one that only made my list because I think I was the only one of the three of us to watch it. So that's Nancy <laughs> Firstly. Yeah. Uh, that is. Is it Jane the Virgin? Oh, no, <laughs> oh. no, it's not Luke because this is only UK shows. Oh yeah, sorry. It would have been if it was the US. <laughs> um, this is England 90, which I've been a fan of all the This Is England series from uh, the film, in fact. Uh, and so it was a nice, or oh, I say a nice way to cap it off. Um, as anyone who uh, knows the Shane Meadows, This Is England knows that the nicety is a bit thin on the ground. Ding, 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 a flung, a flung, a ding, a flung, ding, dong. That's what we're going to do about Kelly. She's just struggling a bit at the minute. Struggling with what? Don't worry, guys. The good times will come again. I've had absolutely nobody. Kelly! Kelly, go back there, half. We got a year of happiness. <laughs> the biggest sort of thing to take away from this and the, the best thing about this England can be summed up in there was that, and I've talked about it before, the 17-minute uh, dinner scene where basically all these revelations came out. Uh, every, everyone sort of changed after that, and it was just a testament to the cast and Shane Meadows, who they've been on this journey for the last 10 years, and it shows how close they are just by watching the show. And it is something that I think we're all going to miss, those who watch it. Okay. okay. And the unlikely and dangerous spot of number 13 is one that only made Luke's list ooh oh is it Jane the Virgin again, again Luke <laughs> no, no, I'm thinking there no. might be a number 11 on Gary Goes West top 10 it's <laughs> the C word this was just really moving really really human it was probably the last proper human drama we had on the BBC this year because even a show we're going to talk about later I struggled with, even though we all enjoyed it. I didn't find it overly human, whereas this was very genuine, very sweet. It was based on real life. It's it stayed with me for a long time. At number twelve um, on Matt's another oh, one top of, the year, of Luke's picks. Oh, the secret, very hard. the secret life of four, five, and six-year-olds. It's really quite sweet. It's really quite again. It's quite genuine. The cameras aren't too evasive. It's fixed rig. 
it's just really well done and it's one of those shows that I know they're making more of and it will always work because there will always be you know a fresh batch of four five and six year olds and also they're not you know aware of being on telly so they're not aware of public perception and they're not embarrassed so it's really really fascinating documentary making and something that channel four has done brilliantly this year Mm. i i i just think i don't know those kind of shows don't always appeal to me um I, again i like matt i kind of think oh i could dip in and out if i want to but i don't know if i'd want oh, to watch the first one of the four-year-olds and bits and bobs yeah. stop the best bit of the four-year-olds which is the original pilot was a young girl in like a playhouse and the camera zooms in on her and she picks up the telephone and she says stop calling me richard i've told you yeah. before you're not the dad yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and i just thought I just thought her mum at home, when she sees that, is going to die. Stop ringing me, Richard. You're not the dad. Okay? I don't love you anymore. I hate you now. Bye. See you later. Number 11, as we sit just outside the top 10. Uh, we turn to Gary on this one. Critical. Oh, God. Critical. <laughs> well, yeah, I knew no. that we'd get some, uh, some backlash from you two, but... Uh, Lenny James is a great actor and I really enjoyed it and and I I this is the hospital drama that I've been waiting for where they actually did make it real, more realistic you know it did feel but it wasn't it was like hospitals on a spaceship yeah. well, no no I know but some 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 of the more I've been some of the more hospitals that some of the sort of like the A&E departments or the critical care units do look like that and they are run like I that. I honestly think that the script and the set didn't fit together that was my issue no it was trying um... yeah yeah, possible, yeah. And also, we we learnt a lot about you this year. We did the diary and things. Yeah. Are you telling me that you went back for ten weeks yeah. and watched this programme? I did. I, I liked, find that astounding. But, but I, I did like it, and I, I, a lot of it was Lady James, but the supporting cast was very good. Uh, the girl that was in... Um, the, Kimberly Nixon. Oh, it happens every week. Yeah, she was very good uh, as the kind of new nurse that you know kind of got picked on a bit and then chatted up and... Uh, things like that. So, I mean, it, it was just a good dynamic. It felt more uh, like an ensemble cast to me, but Lenny James was just brilliant in it. You know, he, he was. Jeb Mercurio wrote it, and I know he's a fa- you're somewhat a fan of his, but you didn't. You, neither of you two stuck with this, did you? No, it, it was the it was the reason that Matt gave it. Nothing about it seemed to gel for me. I didn't connect. Okay. To it at all. It was, like, it was it's like never, it's not going to get a second series. So as yeah, it, has it been. was the first of the shows on the list to be axed. Yeah. but I think for a Sky One show, I I think this is the best thing they've done drama-wise, personally. Okay, so number fifteen, Cyberbully. Matt, number fourteen. This is England ninety. Number thirteen was the secret. No, it wasn't. Four, five. No, it let, wasn't. Let Matt read. Done another, another edit. Number thirteen. The C word. Number 12 was Secret Life of four, five, six year olds And the first show to be willfully axed by the channel at number 11, Gary's Pick Critical. So we now enter the top 10. This is our top 10 shows of the past 12 months. Top 10 countdown. And at number 10. Number 10. Is one uh, from my list, no offence. We are appealing for the public to be vigilant. Someone out there knows this person. They might not realise it. And their phone call could be the key to successfully finding Teresa Adamson. Sorry, Jim, 
boring you, am I? Breaking news, Viv. This is breaking news, you div. Sorry? Did either of you stick with this all the way through? No. I didn't, but what I would say to you is that I plan on doing it again okay. before the new series because I wanted... Everything was was had the right ingredients. I love Paul Abbott's writing. I've liked Joe Scanlon in lots of different things and I just genuinely love any police procedurals. I own the DVD because that's always an incentive if you own it, you have to watch it. To, yeah, I to just sort of, love uh... the style of this, the tone of this. This is very much, I think they gave Paul Abbott free reign, which occasionally meant that it wasn't as disciplined as it could have been. I think it had a good sense of place. The cop drama aspect was there at the heart of it, but you also had the humour. The sort of central storyline about the Down Syndrome girls was very sort of controversial, but I think they made it work. And the ending was, was just really memorable, if a little far-fetched. But I think, and as you say, Joe Scanlon was fantastic. Elaine Cassidy, who's not really done a lot over here so far, was really good. Uh, Alexandra Roach was okay. I wasn't a massive fan of her Manchester accent. I thought it sort of flipped in and mm. out. And uh, Paul Ritter as well was good. So, yeah, I should have watched it. I own it. I will yeah. watch it before. There's a new series next year. Number nine. Journey back to Gary for River. God, no. Well, yeah, right, again, I kind of knew you two would turn your noses up at this one. But uh, to me, this was great. I, I have to say, I don't know how to say this without spoiling it, so I can't. But there's another show that is like this and you'll get it when you get there and then you'll come back to me and, and maybe we'll all meet up and agree on this. What the hell is going on? But What the hell? Well, Have I no, just done that neurism? What's no, going I on? I can't say because it is a complete... Are you talking about The Bridge 3? I'm not talking about anything. It's a complete spoiler, so I can't tell you what, even what show it is. <laughs> what the hell is going on? What? River to me was brilliant <laughs> because I really connected with both the lead characters. Nicola Walker was yeah. fantastic, even though she was playing a dead person. And... <laughs> Uh, and Stellan, <laughs> Stellan stars Garsgård. I'm aware of his work from before, and I think he was brilliant. I do think there were quirks. I do agree there were faults in the show. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to stand out and say this was the best show of the year, which is why it's, you know, it didn't make sort of the top uh, three of my top two of my list. But I do think there's a standalone drama. This was great. Uh, I you, you two just it didn't get the... it, and, and it's I don't. Interesting because I disliked it for all the reasons you mm. liked it. I well, didn't connect. With any of them, and I could felt, see Nicola yeah. Walker was was good, even though she's. I think it would have been better if Nicola Walker was alive, because Stellan Skarsgård's character was so dull and boring that she would have brought him out of himself yeah, a bit. Although I know that, that, that was slightly the point that he was, you know, that he yeah. was that way in the first episode. But I think it did change. I, I I think maybe what hurt it was the fact that it was on at the same time as another series with Nicola Walker in it, in Unforgotten, that we'll probably talk about later. And I do wonder whether that made people think, oh, I like this Nicola Walker, but will I enjoy this Nicola Walker? Do I like dead Nicola Walker yeah, or alive, alive Nicola Walker? Do I like Nicola Walker dead or looking at dead people? What do, do I, I like want? the Nicola Walker dead? If yes. Like. Yeah, so I, I don't... We like... will end there. That's the best quote we'll ever do. We journey to me for um, Hello. educating Cardiff. I think an education should give every child a chance. Stop. Heal. I don't think it's fair that actually your postcode can determine your life chances. Yes, you have learned 
will be your teacher all the way through to GCSE. Oh, kill me now. Max. Yay! Not two. How old are you? How old do you think? 56. 56. What was it? 99 plus 10. That's 190, yeah. You're breaking the rules of mathematics there. This was, of course, the fourth educating series, and for me, uh, I thought it was a return to form after uh, East End. There was something about every episode of this that I liked. I watched it when it was on rather than catch up, which is sort of a marker for me for doing this list. I love the teachers. I love Mr. Hennessy. I thought Joy Ballard, the head teacher, was great. I liked the the style she employed was different from previous head teachers we've seen. She was very honest with the children, which I liked. A lot of the stories, there was sort of joy and sadness running throughout them. I think the final episode, me and Luke both loved. But I think the reason I didn't put it on the list is when I came to think about it, there wasn't a lot about it that I actually remembered. Mm. So what was the final episode? The school show with the young girl singing. Oh, and God, that, what, that you was... You've blocked that out you know, of your mind because it made you cry so much. I have. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't quite up there with, with Mushara, no. but it was... But they weren't trying you know, to go... Like, I remember the last episode of East End where they had, like, an autistic child or something, and it felt like they were trying to do another Mushara. Yeah. Whereas on this, it was different enough because it was sort of a young girl who had these issues, these personal issues, but through, like, no, the song and dance. That was, yeah. for me personally, if they rested, rested it, it yeah. next I agree. year and brought it back... I, yeah. I think not only that, I think they need to very carefully choose the... The location and the school that they. I did. think they did this time though. Oh, no, I think I'm not, I'm going not to Wales that. was a good no, idea. I... The head teacher was different because she isn't from a sort of educational background originally. She worked as a cleaner, and you know she's got the life experience, and you could see that from the way she was the head teacher and the way she's turned the school around. And I I'm, think they I'm told that saying... story for really well throughout. I'm not saying they didn't do that for Cardiff, although I didn't watch the series when they chose Yorkshire. That it, if I remember rightly, was that a failing school that was then better because of a head teacher? That was what I think. Was. Most of them have. And most been. of them have been that, and may, maybe they need to. Cardiff, think Cardiff was. Cardiff was as well. Was mm. it? I know East yeah. End of London was an academy that yeah, she's, was made. She, since that, so... she's been in, the GCSE results have sort of got better. Have been worse. Have got better every time. <laughs> maybe what would be? I mean, because most of the thing is they sort of split the, the time. Uh, that you know, you follow the teachers and you follow the pupils, and you kind of get to know a group of them from each. I, I don't know whether maybe next time they do it differently, maybe an older age group, maybe a sixth form, I don't know. Would uh, help, yeah. or I don't know, or younger kids, I don't know. I don't know what no, would... because it's like your school days, you remember. Yeah, yeah I know, I'm just, yeah. I'm just throwing they've got the They've well, got the younger kids covered with the secret life of four and five and six Well, yeah, I suppose. Did, did, you, did you literally not watch this, Gary, because it was in Wales? No, I, I just, I, I, I don't remember. In fact, I do remember watching part of the first episode. I just think I didn't get into it. I liked the East End one because, I'll, I'll be honest, it was more like my childhood days. So I need to re- I need to stay, watch that as an insight. Yeah, now. I would. We are up to number seven, and we're heading Ooh. into the ones that made at least two of our lists. Oh, oh, it's getting difficult, folks. Number seven, and it is um, Luke's number one pick, car share. Anyway, how was your makeup party? It's next Monday, I got my weeks wrong. I just went dogging instead. Come again? Eh? What? Virgin V. It's next Monday. Look at the Virgin V. You went dogging. Yeah, well, we can be neighbour. There was nothing on telly, so we just went up the back field. Dogging? Yeah. As in dogging? Yeah, dogging. Well, well, you've opened my eyes. What do you mean? You went dogging? Yes! And who's this Ken fella? Ken, my next door neighbour. 
are. He's in his 80s now, but he's very active. Sounds like it. Beautiful blue eyes. I think that's a glaucoma. I have to link him through the woods. That you do. Dirty old bastard. What? What's your problem? Notes. It is a shame for him, though. He usually takes Maggie, but she's on her last legs. Who's Maggie? It's Cocker. A Cocker? Spaniel. A dog? Well, what else? So Doggins with a dog? Are you slow, John? Of course Doggins with a dog. What else would Doggin be? She didn't have sex outdoors with people watching. Are you up What? Why are you asking me that? Sick? You are sick, John. Why? Sick. You said you went dogging outdoors. What am I supposed to think? In the park with my dog. Dogging with my dog, Misty. So you go dog walking, you don't go dogging. Well, it's the same thing. They're not the same thing. Any hell is the same thing. They're a million miles apart. Dog walkers are doggers. I've even got a car sticker that says doggings for life, not just for Christmas. People are always beeping. Oh, bloody bet they are. Dogging is people outside, usually in a car having sex with other people watching. Ugh. Where's the dog? What dog? Where's the dog in your dogging? I don't know. I don't think there is a dog. Well, why is it called dogging? I don't know, but I'm telling you, dogging is not walking with dogs. Ask anybody. Do you know what? I bloody well will. I just think it harked back to the best British sitcom and we haven't had a fantastic um, homegrown BBC One sitcom for so many years and it was so refreshing. I watched it twice when it was on iPlayer beforehand, once on telly, once again on DVD and, and once when it's repeated recently. I just think it's got so much charm to it, it's so funny. So relatable, and it is coming back again for a new one next year. Mm. No, I enjoyed it as well. Um, I, th- I oddly talked to someone about it the other day who just said, oh, I couldn't get into it, I watched the first episode. I think it's something where you have to like like the characters. Yeah, and I think the first episode, mm. to that person's credit, the first episode is still my mm. least favourite. And Gary, you didn't stick with it, did you? Cause of no, I, I, no. I, I'm not a huge Peter Kay fan. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't have to be honest. Um, but, yeah. Number six. Number six. Number six. Featured on two lists again, Humans. I think Gary's number one, was it, Gary? Yeah, this was my number one. It was on my list as well. Was it not on yours? No, it sort of left. During, to me, this was the best was show of the, the best show that Channel Four did all year, and and probably the drama of the summer. I just remember each week we talked about it, and each week we found new things and great things uh, that we mentioned. I think 
it's good that it's coming back for a second series. I don't think that hurt this show. The fact that we knew there was going to be a second series somewhere near the end. I still think we got a satisfactory ending and enough good information. Uh, I do hope that the BAFTAs were watching this uh, because I think there were a couple of standout performances. Is it Gemma Chan? Yes. Yes, as the as the lead robot. Sometimes when he says names, it's like he's learning English. It's, it's like I'm it? trying to remember. Was that then? Uh, and I think Catherine Parkinson was the other one that I think in a couple of episodes really stood out and I would hope would get some sort of old Oscar uh, BAFTA nod for, nod for Best Supporting Actress. Do you think she's normal? Not she, it. Is there someone I could speak to about the behaviour of my synth? I'm watching you. I'm watching you too, Laura. There's not much I remember about it. I liked it at the time. I have to say, I have to say, it hasn't stuck no, with me. No, but I, 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 as I said, was sort of my criteria was... It was one that I didn't watch always when it was on. I was like, oh, I can come No, back I don't think I did either. I didn't like no. this. Because it was Sunday night, wasn't it? Mm. I'm, I'm not a big this Sunday is, night This drama. is what I'm judging it on, you see. I think that's where I've based my list on made time to watch and what I sort of put off mm. for a little bit. And Humans was that. Even I mean, though, I as you say, there was good, it was good ideas, there was good performances, etc., etc. Channel 4 were the only channel that could have... Pulled yeah. this off really, and and it was did very well in America as well. Number five. Interestingly, as we've been saying, Channel Four has been our favourite channel of the year, etc., etc. This is the highest rated, the highest placed Channel Four show of the year in our in this list. And oh. even more interestingly, it's the Murder Detectives. Uh, Luke, I, I, so. I we haven't know. actually talked about this yet because we haven't because I finished mm. it last okay. night, and it immediately went onto your list. Immediately, Don't I spoil it. it. No, it was on the list. It went on the list after the second one. I hadn't finished it till last night. I did the list yesterday. Yeah. I watched the, uh, most shows with my parents. My dad's often on the computer reading a magazine. Mum and I are watching it. And, it. and I noticed that all of us had stopped doing what we were doing. We are completely gripped. It was a, a good sign. Doc, documentary that t- turned into a drama that turned back into a documentary that you were so immersed in and so involved in, and it's so rare to feel that way. And I loved it. I loved it as well. I have a feeling I will like it when I see it. So, but <laughs> It could it, have made it higher in the list. Then. This could, could have well, been number one had Gary it. seen it. I reckon it might have been. Um, yeah, it might, it might and have Channel been. 4 again playing with the factual format, as you said, making Why? this more like a drama. And I think what made it more than, say, uh, Police Custody, which we did enjoy at the time, is the way they focus on the family the emotional element of it. It's its like what you want every police drama mm. to be. There were twists and turns, there were characters you knew, there were, oh, I didn't see that coming moment. It's its what every police drama should be. Why? And it was real, which made it even more engrossing. May I ask, why do you think Channel 4 didn't, if they had such a hit on the hand, didn't promote it better? Why was it kind of I left... I think they promoted it, it quite well. well. No, they I mean, promoted it, it and it was stripped it was, over three nights. But yeah, but there was no real promotion for this in the same How do you way mean, but when, Gary, other. when you say this promotion, how do you mean? Because you don't there really were, watch a lot of linear TV, do you? You wouldn't were, have watched yeah, you, trailers okay. for it on Channel 4, etc. When you say they didn't promote it, Look, what, okay. how did they not promote it? There were... Bus stop posters. There were bus things about humans coming before it was on. Yeah, I know, but you but can't really you can't, put yeah, uh, on the side of the buses on the back of a bus. You can't say a boy was murdered in London. If Channel Four knew they had such a hit on their hands, and we've all liked it, and eventually we'll all like it, why did it come on in like November? Why wasn't this on in September? 
Why wasn't this given a bit more promotion? In my opinion. I don't think it mattered. I'm not when it was on, though. What does it matter between September and November? I don't understand that. No. What is the point you're making? The key time for putting new shows on is in September. But it wasn't a new show. It wasn't a new show. It was a new show. That's only in America. That doesn't really count over here. There's no key time for putting a new show on. Of course it counts over here. What if we fall out on the last one of the year? There's always been an autumn series. You know, a start. Yeah, I don't think that matters as much for like factual series really like this. Matter. I think it was really well promoted on Channel Four, yeah. and I think and it the is way a hard they, show they to treated promote it. because you can't, yeah. as you say, do the billboard. You can't glamorize it. I knew about it going in because uh, I had seen the trailers on Channel Four. Yeah, as had I, and also they did treat it with a great deal of respect. They put it on three nights in a row, moving other shows out the way to make room for it. So they did know that they wanted to make it an event and it certainly was and I think when you see it you'll agree. Number four. On all three of our lists, don't take my Go baby. On. I got emotional just writing about this earlier. Th- this one hit us hard I think because we didn't expect much of it. What was the series that this was a part of because it wasn't called The Disabled. Defying the label. Defying the label. And I think, I think we all talked about how BBC3 should be saved purely on the basis really of this series. This was the standout of it, but I think we all watched various ones of it. This is the other show. We spoke about the C word earlier. This is the other one that I, I think could have merit in some sort of school oh, absolute. program. Mm. And I've just, I but it was, it was just, it felt, I mean, I never felt so much empathy with people having, I mean, it was just an hour. It wasn't an hour and a half. It was, you know, but it, I was just so invested. It affected me. I spoke to up-and-coming star Ruth Maidley on Twitter about it a lot and said it was one of the best things I'd seen. And and um, Jack Thorne, who wrote it, I praised him a lot because he... He yeah, also worked just, on This Is England, if I, I believe, really. Yeah. If you haven't seen it and you can find it anywhere, watch it. Because there's a reason why it made all three of our list and there's a reason why it's at number four. It's, it was so brilliant. Please watch it. Number three oh, is... That, was Gary going to make a quick point? Oh, go on. Well, go no, make a all, point, all, Gary. all I was going to say was I think, you know, it shows just that how stupid the decision is to send BBC Three online when they can produce stuff like this and they still are. Oh. I, I just don't know where the BBC are going to put those types of shows that get at them mm. to get them a bigger audience. Well, we'll just have to see and give them the benefit of the doubt for now. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Number three. Three shows tied at number one. Oh. Okay. So I don't so know what how do we to do, do this. Do we... So we should just make a case and convince one another why one should be number one. How, how do we one decide at the two? end? Do, 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 no, yeah, we'll decide at the end just by the convincing arguments that we've made, and maybe when we talk about them, we'll, we'll realise we, un- well, we let's, enjoyed let's then, let something Matt more. Well, tell us what the three shows are, then. Go on. Okay. I think I know what okay, they are. Okay, Lou, you go. tell me what they are. I reckon they are Unforgotten, mm-hmm. yeah. Dr. Foster, mm-hmm. and possibly Detectorist. Luke, you are right. <laughs> well, I won't yeah. be making a case for Detectorist, because I haven't seen more than about a few episodes of episode one. Okay, well, one, that will so... be number... Th- that's number three, yeah. then, so let's discuss okay. it. Okay, number three. Oddly made the same placing on both mine and your list. Mm. It, again, I seem to be a real softie mm. I love in my this. old age. I love this show. Because I thought this was so All good. my top three, I think, could have been in any order, you see, so... Um, yeah, no, I agree. I um, wondered about where yeah. to put mine, but I was happy with it in the end. But I, I just, again... 
not to harp on. It was so sweet. I mean, I watched this all in one go almost on the previous channel. Um, I just just like spending time with the characters as well. They were so such nice people, and I enjoyed their company. Yeah, there's no. I suppose like you've got the thing about the the German kid who was a bit of the sort of antagonist, I suppose. But generally, there's no nastiness in this. It's all there was no malice in it at all. It was all you know. It was all yeah. sweetness and light. It was the, shot the beautifully. The Kenzie Crook is, uh, I, you know, I think they've just found his sort of talent here because he wrote, directed and starred in this. And I think all three elements of that he does so well. And I, I just think those two as a Toby pair... Toby Jones is amazing just, as... as uh... You just believe them. It was hidden away on BBC4, but I kind of like that because it made it... You know, it made it... My, I discovered it, you know... And it, it made it my thing. It was I kind sort of, of cultish, I think, fun. really, is what you're... Okay, so we need to just decide which was the better show out of Unforgotten... I mean, I definitely Foster. think Unforgotten was. And what do you think, Gary? Well, I, do you know what? Up to the fact that they've announced Series 2 for both programmes, which I think is interesting as a comparison, I'd go for Unforgotten slightly because they, they wrapped up the storyline mm. And I know why they're going to come back. But with Dr. Foster, I'm still a little unclear. Luke, but... wasn't on your list. <laughs> no, it wasn't. And I, I didn't yeah. forget about it, ironically. I just think it was more run-of-the-mill than the rest of the shows on the list. Um, and I do... I'm going to make a bit of a case for Dr. Okay. Foster, which I myself fell in and out of love with throughout mm. the throughout its run I thought the characters were a bit one dimensional mm. Sir Anne Jones couldn't be faulted but I thought it was a, you know it was slick and it was shot a bit different but that was something that I learned to like but I'm, when I think about Dr. Foster I don't think of anything else other than that final episode and how fast paced it was how I felt when she was at the dining table <laughs> with everybody and made her announcement when he threw her against the wall when, she, when he thought uh, she put her son in danger that whole hour was worth the four that I wasn't that keen on because I thought it was really well I, done. I think the only thing about Dr. Foster that might have put some people off is you really had to concentrate at times. You did like, with no, no, I disagree. I, no, I disagree with that. <laughs> there were certain points where the plot changed so much and didn't, went in directions that you weren't expecting it to that if you were casually watching... And I know so we've said this before in the house, some people do this, with, particularly with BBC One shows, that if they didn't follow what was going on, they might have missed something crucial. We as people who like television and knew about this show and wanted to watch it. Matt and I. And I. I watched it as it went along. Uh, whatever. Uh, I, I really paid attention and even rewound and we watched key bits sometimes, particularly the scene where she found all his yeah, uh, things in the boot. But go on, yeah, why don't you many... agree? One too many episodes of this, I think, is one thing. I think. They... I know. I would. I would agree. With and that. I, I just think, Luke, if you're saying, "Oh, I only liked it for that one episode," whereas Unforgotten, the entire series, I think there wasn't a weak episode among the six. I think the final was quite weak. I would disagree. In a way, completely. I no, because I stuff... think you got. I, I, I agree with Matt. You got the good. You got the reveal. You I got think the, you got so much stuff in answer. that. Like, all the stuff you love. The stuff with Tom Courtney in the interro- oh, Tom Courtney. in the interrogation in, 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 room, interrogation. which was the big base of the final episode, and the stuff with Gemma Jones being taken away. And I think they got all of those endings right for me. I think. Everything about, I think everything, because sometimes obviously endings we're not fans of, 
but I think they got yeah, everything yeah. about the ending right, and that was quite hard seeing as the amount of characters they had. I think everything sort I... of built gradually. I think the pacing of Unforgotten was just right. I suppose if it comes down to, like Gary says, they're both getting second series, which one do we want to see the second series of more? Probably Unforgotten. And I just think so characters... I, I, think, were... I, I, I think it's got more of a plausible reason for series two than the Dr. Characters were more down to earth. I think Nicola Walker's character you could you, you liked more yeah. and, and Sanjeev Bhaskar's character. And I think... And, and I, don't feel they, they, I don't feel they... They drained Nicola Walker's character. Like you never found out why she left her husband. You never found out what happened to her mother. It wasn't like they pulled the character apart and said, "Right, here's everything about her." They just showed you bits, so there's more to come that they I, can do and be creative yeah. with. I'm not, don't outside, get me wrong, I really, place. I really like Doctor Foster, but I think it was sort of almost too melodramatic. And I think if you went back, I mm. don't think no, it was. It was one where you're in the moment, and I think if you went back and watched both of those series, I think Unforgotten would still have maybe repeat viewing value, whereas Doctor Foster wouldn't. Okay, so there you have it, our number one show after nearly falling out and stubbing my toe at a crucial moment is Unforgotten, Oddly. the ITV, ITV drama. wins. <laughs> oh my God, who'd have thunk that? How many that? other ITV shows are there? None. None. Yeah. None. In fact, oh. it is also the only ITV show of the entire year to make it onto our best of the Although year. Although I did argue for uh, get your act together and you're back in the room, but Luke shut me down. Yeah, and I put in number that barbecue show somewhere. So block stars. Yeah, but that's yeah, a, yeah that's only because you thought it was going to actually get. Well, actually, Gary, Gary, Gary did include inside the commons, which yeah, <laughs> was a bizarre. Well, job. no, but well, there was a reason for that, and you know what the reason for that was is because I was asked to take out some US shows. And I do remember, and I the way I did my top ten list was I went through all the shows that we'd reviewed, and then then ranked them. And I do remember, I do and then rem- just ranked the ones you'd see. No. <laughs> and I, on, I do sorry. remember inside number inside inside number inside the Commons being very good. And okay. we, as you said, it was diverse. You know, I was looking for something different. On we my didn't list. do a worst of the year this year, did we? So. Um, no, 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 we didn't. Just everything else that was on ITV—that's the worst of. Yes, the ho- yeah. yeah, everything. I did start a worst of list, and I didn't continue it um, on the website. But uh, it's not been a and, great and year. To, Those shows yeah. are the standout. And to finish, I think Gary should sing the theme tune to Unforgotten, which I loved. It's my favourite theme tune of the year. Yeah, I'll be right back. Yeah. Um, sorry, <laughs> Gary's not available at the moment. Uh, no, I don't sing on podcasts anymore. Come on, that's so last year. Oh, we should do the final quiz. I don't have it ready. Oh, you don't. Are we doing it for Google another podcast? Ready? I have to do another. Po- I'll have to do that. We'll have to do that for another time. I don't have the the, the end of the year quiz ready. Yeah, we'll have to do podcast. another podcast then. <laughs> yeah. I don't know when we're going to have time to do that. Well, the next week one. or so, obviously. The listeners, I'm sure, will stick with us while we uh, practice that. Uh, but, yeah, no, sorry, I, I, I've been a bit busy. I, I, so how I, are we going to finish this I, one? Luke, I, have you got I, any I words won, of wisdom? I won a quiz today at work. Does that count? No. What, what, were, the, what were the quiz? Well, it was a Christmas quiz that we do every year at our bring and share lunch, and I won. <laughs> Did you actually share anything? Yeah, I, I I managed to convince KFC to give me fourteen pieces of chicken for the price of ten because I wasn't having chips with it. That's not just me; that's for the whole lot. That's I didn't eat fourteen pieces of chicken before you make that joke. I never thought you did. No. Well, <laughs> so I am tempted I to go and get some chicken now because I'm hungry. Uh, no, okay. but um, 
uh, so yeah, I use some of my apprentice uh, skills to get a bit of a deal at uh, KFC. Oh God! Okay, I just want to look at the. I did start this list. Let's just look at it quick. Now you see it. The worst of the year. Now you see it. Now Harry you Hills. See it. it was a magician show. Yeah, it was. Um, Harry. It was the kind of. Oh gosh, I can't remember who hosted it. It was no one famous, wasn't it? All kind of Mel. Different... Mel. Was, uh, was it not just clips? Gidwich. It was an awful clip show. And then Harry Hill stars in their eyes. That was January. Yeah, poor old. Uh, 10,000 BC was on Channel 5 in February. The Gift, which was like Long Lost Family but worse, yeah. on February in BBC One. Matt Lucas's Pompidou, the big, the great big painting challenge. You're back in the room. Play it to the whistle. The Delivery Man, oh. Suntrap, The Interceptor. Oh. Oh, sh- Love Island, Prized Apart, Flock Stars, The Barbecue Champ. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly ITV. I feel dirty now. I think I need to have a shower. <laughs> Mostly Matt's ITV shows. Been sick in his mouth. I'm sure there are others that. Yeah. I, I think, there are others, but I think what we can say is that you know, and, e- and even next year when we're going to get another series of The Voice before it moves over to ITV, and we don't know what's going to happen to things like the X Factor and things like that. Again, there just seems to be a lack of new ideas, and it's it just annoying. You know, I, I don't know why that is. Why can't some fresh ideas come in? Why can't some people think of new things? Is it that hard? You know, I do it every week with a quiz. Uh... Barely. Well, what what okay, was so... what was Keith Barron's character called in uh, Duty Free? No, I'm only doing questions about Minder. Do you mind? Thank you. Okay, that was that then. That's the final podcast of the year. Yet more editing for me to do before my sprouts. It is the Custom TV podcast. We will be back in January <laughs> with more. Could say no to the sprouts. You know that. Well, it's part of the meal. Um, we will be back in January with more podcastness. Um, I may replace one of the two, you know, next year. I don't know who with. But yeah, Fred, I like might it. replace you. Yeah. Well, we if, might... you, if that person can piece it all together yeah. and make sense to Gary, then yeah, go we, ahead. We might ask for a new website and stuff. Yeah. And okay, not... will you get on yeah, that? Yeah, right, over the Christmas are, are we actually going to tell you what we could do for the quiz is that I could delay the final part of the quiz and maybe next year we can try and have I don't know a time when we all meet up and this time I'll actually come if it's going to be down that same dark alley again no, then, I, I didn't I, feel I, very comfortable oh no but well, there's I mean, like award shows that we were going to go to and then I'd... I I only you know I only found Matt because of the sound of northernness in the air but it was really awkward. I mean, she had a hotel room in Edinburgh that we're not allowed to talk about. Well, we can talk about it. Just don't mention the Luther okay, again. That's what I said. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so that is it. What a lovely way to end. What? What? what <laughs> because... I tell you, I tell you what. Uh, tell me what you want for Christmas. Come on, just let's it nice. Matt, what do you want for Christmas? Uh, don't say uh, world peace. World peace. <sighs> world world oh. domination. World domination. <laughs> That's more like it. Yeah. Again. <laughs> I don't think I do want anything for Christmas. I'd like an Xbox. I, I, uh, P, uh, what is it? Is an Xbox One or whatever it is. Yeah, that's what you need. Another excuse <laughs> not to watch, watch telly. telly yeah. <laughs> uh, a second life so that I can watch all the telly I've got saved up. Well, no, just watch all the telly I, I, you've got saved there's up. There's other things, and then I end up recording a podcast for an I hour. Think and... I'd like a female sheep. You? All I want huh? for Christmas is you. Come on. 
Yeah. Saving that one up all year. All I want for Christmas is Natalie and Brulia. And yet you still don't know whether it's going to get used or not, or whether I'm just going to cut it out. That's the same every week. Yeah, I, I think I that re- every week. Yeah. All I want yeah. for Christmas is Luke to stop editing my thoughts. One week, I reckon there's just going to be a podcast of Luke and you and I, Matt, No, because the one, time, the one time that's happened, I edited myself out. That's true, you did do that. And it ended up being just you and him. So one week, you need to do a podcast where me and Matt don't appear. And that was and quite you... a good episode. I do remember. Like, I don't I read... remember. I don't remember why I decided to cut myself out. You had a bad out, throat or, or something, remember. didn't you? I, I, I think you weren't remember. well or something, and you only joined us for like the first bit. Okay. I don't remember. All right then. Memories. I'm not singing. Like the colour of your eyes. <laughs> your ass. <laughs> That's what I heard as well. <laughs> if you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide or experiencing a mental health or substance use crisis, 988 provides 24-7 compassionate support and connection to trained counsellors. When you call, text, or chat 988, you'll be quickly connected to trained counselors who will listen to your concerns, provide support, and connect you to additional resources if needed. There is hope. The lifeline works. You are not alone. For 24-7 support, just call, text, or chat 988.